Ephesians chapter 6. And when you find it, if you would, stand with me. I'd like to honor God's Word. Amen? Amen. And uh, God's Word is, the Bible says that God exalteth His Word above His name. And we ought to do the same. Amen? That's why we are King James only church, because we believe that God, God's Word is uh, preserved. God preserved every single word. Uh, like he promised. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at verse uh, 10. The Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. You can stand. It's possible. And God gives us uh, the Solution right here. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for your Word and the power, Lord. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even dividing asunder soul and spirit. Lord, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Father, I pray that you would use, Lord, your word now, Father, in a great and mighty way. You're the only one that can cook one meal, Lord, and feed the appetites of all. Father, meet the needs of every person. Meet the needs of all your people. Father, you are our God, our Savior, our Lord, our King of kings. Father, and there's, beside you there is no one else, Lord. Lord, you reign supreme, and Father, we look to you as our God, Lord, the true and living God that created all. Father, that you would help us, Lord. We need your help as people. And Lord, most of all, we need to be, uh, Lord, in your service, Father. Without you, there is no purpose of life, for you are the one who gives life. And I pray, Lord, you'll grant unto us help, strength, and whatever is needed, Lord. And if there's anyone here that's not saved, that never accepted Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, never had their sins forgiven, never been born again, I pray that today will be their special day, Lord, where they were born again, where they receive eternal life, and this life is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank God uh, for his word, amen. That's going to be, Brother Rod, it's going to be next month's memory verse, Hebrews 4.12. Amen. For the word of God is quick and powerful, amen. Thank God for that. That means it's alive. Word of God is alive. You know, the Word of God is not just some book. There is nothing else beside it. It's the only thing that's most attacked and has always been most attacked on this, in this world. Uh, it's the only thing that's been uh, the solution. Amen? And it's why this nation is so great. Is because, you know, there was a day where they made 
and passed a law that the word of God is this nation's book. That's why we have it in the courthouses. Amen? It's not the Koran. It's not uh, just some books of wisdom. It's the word of God. Thank God for this book. Amen? And as people, although many others don't uh, stand on it, and it's getting less and less, but as Christians, we can still stand on it. Amen? For the sake of you and for the sake of your family and the people around you. And God will grant you blessings if you stand on his word. The Bible says, um, is his armor, take, verse 17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen? That's what the Lord uh, got the devil off of him from temptation. He used the word of God. And there's nothing more powerful than the word of God. It's important as God's people uh, to be in the word of God, to read the word of God. Uh, at least to believe it. There's times where we go up and down. I said this last week where uh, you may go home, I may kick off my gospel shoes, amen? I may take off the helmet of salvation and put it on the coat. I may do those things. There's times where I go up and down, and that's the definition of a, of a solid, faithful Christian is you have your high times, amen, and then you got your low times. There's, you know what a, a Christian uh, that's just flatlined, they think they're all that? That's a dead Christian, no heartbeat at all. Amen. But a good Christian has its ups and then it has its downs, like a pulse, like a heartbeat. Amen. But going through those down times, they're not fun. They're not exciting. You feel no good. You feel unworthy. That's when you look at the Savior more. Amen. That's when you're able to uh, get close to the Lord, depend on him more, know that you need him more so that when you get onto the mountaintops, you're not looking at yourself as all that. You're looking at the Savior who brought you out of that. Amen. And looking at him more and closer, and that's our goal, is to get closer with the Lord Jesus Christ each and every day. And God has provided a way for us to be able to stand in these last days, in these wicked times. And even the lost know that we're in the last days. You'll hear on, even on the news, biblical proportions. Uh, we have a locust plagues of biblical proportions or flooding of biblical proportions. Why? Because they cannot deny the truths of the scripture. God's word is clearly the truth. It's undeniable. God made it known that God's word is truth. Salvation is truth. The Lord Jesus Christ is King of kings, Lord of lords, and the God of all. Amen? And the only reason people don't believe that is not because of facts. It's just because they don't want to believe it. Because God made it clearly known, the word of God says. Praying always with all prayer, the Bible says in verse 18. And supplication in the spirit. God gave us tools now here. Imagine me dressing up in the armor of God and just laying in bed all day. That would be useless. Where am I at? But do you know the devil will leave you alone if you get off the battlefield? You ever notice when you start moving for God, you get attacked? And it's not fun. Nobody wants to get attacked. I don't want to be stepped on all the time. I don't, not only do I have to deal with the devil, not only do I have to deal with the world, but I have, to get, I have to put up with this guy. I do. And just dealing with myself is enough. And sometimes I just want to give in to my flesh, and sometimes I do. And sometimes I just want to give up everything and live the life that my flesh wants to live, and therefore, the world will let me alone and the devil will let me alone. But do you remember what comes of that? The destruction, 
the emptiness, the vileness, the, the lack of blessings, you end up in the gutter every time. And then you have to come on back. You lose the peace that passeth all understanding. You lose the joy of the Lord. And then you remember, that's no life to live at all. I'll tell you this, there's no life worth living than living for the Lord Jesus Christ. The blessings outweigh the fight, amen? The rewards outweigh the battle. And God hath given you his armor to be able to accomplish this. But imagine just laying in bed with all that armor. God doesn't want you to do that. He says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You're going to be going on attack mode, amen? The word of God is what it's going to warn off the devil. The devil's real. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. And he's good at it. He'll use your, uh, your, the Bible says, the deceitfulness of your own flesh to deceive you, to twist you up. He'll use the deceitfulness of your lust to twist you up because he's a deceiver. The Bible says, praying always with all prayer. We need to be people of prayer. Amen. Learn to pray. And it's a lifetime uh, learning to pray. And you learn to pray over your lifetime. Learn to pray over your walk. The Bible says, with all prayer. You know what? Thank God we had a prayer of thanks. I, I try to encourage myself and encourage others to be thankful to God. And it's important to give God thanks, amen, for everything. You know why? Because if you're not praying in a thankful way, then you're just looking at all the battles and everything that's going wrong. We're naturally like that. We look at everything that's not going well instead of what is going well. And God hath given us a lot. And we'll never be thankful. The Bible says the eyes of a man are never satisfied. Just as hell and destruction are never full, the eyes of a man are never satisfied. But we can be satisfied when we have Christ and him alone. How about a prayer of mercy, amen? You know what? Mercy is for the convicted. Mercy is for the criminal. But God giveth mercy. And his compassions they fail not. And his mercy is new every morning. For great is his faithfulness. His mercy is new every morning because we mess up every day. And I believe this. Even though we're wrong, you know what? God still has our back. Because God has backed me up even in situations when I was wrong. Why? Because he's my father. When you're saved, you've been put in the family of God. The Bible says, and as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. And if I see my little son getting beat up and he started the fight, guess what? I don't care what's going on. I'm going to jump right on in and defend my own son. But imagine the king of kings and lord of lords, the God of glory, defending you despite of what you did. That's what his mercy is about. And yeah, he'll deal with you later, but God is on your side. And the Bible said, the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? We have an amazing God. And if you're laying in bed with all that armor on, you're missing out on the adventures with God. Our king leads the battle on the battlefield on his white horse. And you get to fight. You get to be a part of that and fight with the Lord and travel uh, with the Lord and, and, and see victories won. I'll tell you what, when I, was, I used to play football, and uh, when we had a mud game, I was dirty. And I felt bad for those third stringers. They were spotless clean. And I was never a third string. I was always, I was always a starter. And uh, I always wanted to start. I wanted to, to hit and I wanted to play, amen? But so did they. 
but they never got to play uh, the third stringer. Sometimes they did. But guess what? This is not a football game. We are in the service of the Lord, and he has a position and spot for everyone. Praise God for that. Praying always with all prayer. How about a prayer of forgiveness? God, forgive me. You don't have to bear the burden of your sin any longer. You know, sin is a weight that nobody can bear. You can't bear your sin. It's impossible. You know, sin is so heavy, it'll cause you and destroy you. It'll cause you to go into the gutter. It'll, it'll destroy everything about you. It destroys your character. God knew, uh, the Bible says when Cain slew his brother, the Bible says that his countenance fell. It was so overbearing on his countenance because it was on his conscience and on his soul that it ran through to his eyes. You can see the young people, when they get into sin, they change. They can't bear it. They can't bear it. And how much more as we get older and we live a life of sin, did it form who you become, but not who, you, who God really made you to be? But the moment Christ forgives you and sets you free, you shall be free indeed. There's the moment where life begins and that smile and joy is on your face and you actually feel the handcuffs off of you, the chains broken, and now you're set free. Christ forgives. And there is no sin committed that he doesn't have the power to forgive. There's no uh, sin that his blood can't wash away. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, all, all unrighteousness. Amen. Not some, not partial, not the ones that uh, didn't offend him. No, but all unrighteousness. Man, God is a forgiving God. And let's not forget it. You don't have to lay with that armor on your bed. You get to pray with all prayer, all prayer, prayer blessing. You know, God wants to bless you today. The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Man. But we like to run off. We like to uh, jump in and seek out our own reward before we wait on God's blessing. But you know what Jacob said? I'm not going to let you go, Lord, until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go. Lord, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to take another step until I have your blessing on my life. I'm not going to move another step until I have your okay for the situation. Because if you're not going to bless this situation, then I'm not going to do it. If you're not going to bless uh, this situation, then I'm not going to buy it. If you're not going to bless this situation, Lord, then I'm not going to go. If you're not going to bless this job I'm trying to get, then I don't want it, Lord. I want your blessing. And I promise you, God's blessings, it is the unsearchable riches I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. God loves you. He wants you to be blessed. And he searches and seeks for a, a man to bless. I had a friend uh, doing uh, heating and air conditioning, and he went into this old guy's house, and he said, the old guy said, hey, I never told anybody this, but can I tell you something? The guy said, it was just a customer, never met him before. And he said, sure, I guess so. He said, you promise you won't tell anybody? 
okay, the old man, this is a true story. So the old man said, well, let me show you. Took him up to his room and lifted up his mattress, and under his mattress was hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash just sitting there. And he said, he said, wow, well, <laughs> thank you for sharing that with me. But you know what, that guy, he had it all stored up and no one to share it with. And what's paper under a mattress? You know what, God has all the riches and glory and he wants somebody to share it with. God said, I'm not going to end up alone. I'm willing to give my life so that doesn't happen. And we're not willing to give a little bit of time. And we're willing to be alone when God's knocking at our door. And if any man will answer that door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Would you give up a moment to spend time with God? We'd rather be alone and live alone. A rise of depression and a rise of loneliness when we're surrounded by people. And God knocking at our door. Would you answer? Prayer of blessing. But prayer of help. My grandmother, I, I uh, watched her uh, on her deathbed. She was in so much pain. But thank God she was saved. Amen. Amen. I led her to the Lord. I, uh, right before she died, and she uh, she was in so much pain. Though I remember just these words, she was just crying out, "Help! Help! Help!" I said, "Grandma, are you okay? Help! Help! Help!" That's all she can get out. Was, help! 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 And uh, I remember just those words. That's all she could say towards the end when she was passing away was help because of the pain. She wanted to go. She wanted to die. She was in so much pain. You know what? And when we're humbled and know that we're in need, we can truly cry out to God for a prayer of help. 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 Help, Lord. Help. Help me in my situation. Help me. Help, Lord. I need help. Thank God that he's given us the ability to pray with all prayer. With all prayer, with all prayer. How about a prayer of restoration? A prayer of restoration. You ever see a car get smashed up really good? Maybe you've smashed one up really good. I uh, remember coming home and we got a new Toyota Highlander. And I, said, I said, honey, what happened to the Toyota? She said, a pole came out. So, okay, I believe you. <laughs> you always got to believe the wife. <laughs> but you ever see a get, car get restored after an accident? You can never tell. How about a house? You get a master with his hands and be able to bring back what once was destroyed and make it new again. 
You know, God is the master builder. And I promise you, even if the devil has his way with you for years, even if your sin has crushed every bit of your personality, character, and has even affected your outside appearance, God is able to restore. He can restore a soul. He can restore a conscience. He can restore a man, a woman. He can restore a marriage. He can restore a family. He can restore a life and make it worth living. I promise you that. Just as somebody can take a car that was in an accident, I say, they could say, listen, we're going to fix this car. You believe it. It's going to look like new when you get it, when it comes out the body shop. I promise you this. When God gets a hold of you, you shall be restored. A prayer of restoration. How about a prayer of need? You know, we're needy people. We'll always have needs, and God knows that. And even when the children of Israel complained, we don't have any water. We don't have any bread. We don't have any meat. We're tired. You know what? God didn't just say, stop complaining. No. He always met their needs. Even though it was a prayer of lack of faith, it was more murmuring and complaining, the Bible says, than anything, God still met their needs. At one time, the children of Israel went to Moses and said, oh, did you bring us out here just to die? Moses took it to God and said, God, you know, your people. And God said, no, your people uh, are murmuring. And Moses said, well, what are we going to do? And God said, well, I'll give them some meat. I'll send it from heaven. God meets our needs, amen? And he knows you. And thank God he's just not provided you grass in the field to graze, Amen. But the Bible says in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Shall be added. That's an absolute promise from God, and it shall be done. How about a prayer of love? You know, we're people who need love in our life. I don't care how strong of a man you are. I don't care how independent of a woman you are. You need love. You need to be loved. Uh, just like uh, we got some uh, guinea pigs in our house now, and they said that you have to love them and pet them and care for them. And it's true. They get lonely, and they, they, get, they can get so sad that they'll die And these little things. And guess what? We're not much different from guinea pigs. Watching them things, is, it reminds me of us. And we need attention. But most of all, from our Creator, we need love. And thank God that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And God loves us. And don't you forget it, that God loves you. How about comfort? Prayer of comfort. You know, there's times, I could be the strongest man in the world, but there can be times where I don't feel like getting off the couch. I can have all the abilities of the world, but what if I don't want to use them? comfort. You know, there's people, I hear depression from so many people. Depression, depression, depression. And I think we all go through it. And I think some of us are just better than handling it than others. It's an attribute we have that's of our flesh, is depression. We get depressed. We get lonely. 
with nobody to comfort us. And even from the comfort that we think we're going to get from family, they make it worse. Anybody can relate to that? Why did I even call you? Leave me alone. I should have never told you that. It's true. But I'll tell you this. Nobody is going to relate to you, and nobody is going to understand you more than the Lord Jesus Christ. For you were fashioned and formed by his hands. And before your name was even mentioned, he knew you. He knew you. And God loves you. And nobody understands you more like Jesus. And you're not going to have a closer friend than he. Jesus loves you. How about a prayer of power? We need power today. Amen. We don't need to be a weak person. We, are, we already have too many flaws and downfalls, but thank God if you walk with God and put up this full armor of God on and be willing to move for God, you can have power today. And prayer calls down the power of God in every situation you put God in. Prayer is getting God in a situation. And don't forget to pray. You need to pray about everything. Pray. Put it through prayer first. Run it through the all-wise, almighty God first and pray about it. Pray before you start the day. Pray before you go. Pray before you come home. Pray before uh, you make the decision. Pray before you go shopping. Pray before uh, anything you do, you pray. You pray. And everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. Pray. The Bible says, watching thereunto and per- with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This reminds me of church. Amen? For all the saints. I'll tell you what. When the coronavirus first hit and we had, we had uh, just went online, I was so happy to start seeing faces again. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst. And thank God uh, for the Lord being with us. And he's not going to come until we're gathered together. And man, you can feel him sometimes. I know he's here, but sometimes he's extra here. Amen. And thank God for the Lord. And we need to be together. I want to bring out in Joseph chapter, uh, Genesis chapter 39. If you want to turn there, Genesis 39. Genesis, first book of the Bible. Genesis 39. We need to pray. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. We have a lot of ungodliness out in this world. For in America, we were protected for a while, but not anymore. Amen. If you go the way everybody was going before, you're going to be vulnerable. You got to be careful. You got to be on guard now. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. You've got to remove yourself from people that are bad influence to you. Or standeth in the way of sinners. You want to be blessed. You've got to get your... Everybody knows you're going to fall back into the same routine if you do the same routine. You've got to do some changes. You've got to get rid of those people who you call friends who are not really friends. You've got to get them out of your life. You've got to get their voices out of your life. They will bring you down. They are sent by the devil himself to bring you down. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the God, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, sinners shall not stand in judgment, nor the ungodly in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the ungodly, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You want God's blessing, you've got to make this decision. You got to take on the form of God. You want to be blessed. You got to take on the form of God. You got. You can't be uh, just laying in bed with the form. You got to get moving for God. Joseph. A lot of times people make excuses. Well, I hadn't. I didn't have the best childhood. I, I wasn't brought up right. I. Uh, this is just not how I've been taught. You don't understand. We're going to read here Joseph. Joseph was sold by 10 brothers into slavery, amen, betrayed by his own family. Chapter 39, let's look in verse 2. Verse 1, real quick. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him, brought him out of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him uh, down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of the master of the Egyptian. Verse 3, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now, Egypt in the Bible is a picture of the world. And despite of your circumstances, guess what? You could be a light. You could make your way prosperous when you have the God with you. I want to bring this out. Is God with you? Do you know he's with you? And I don't care about your circumstance. Joseph was just betrayed by his own family. Joseph, now 17 years old, young, Sold into slavery by his own brothers, bought now to Potiphar's house, but God was with him. And Potiphar seen that God was with him. That means he didn't have no attitude. That means he kept himself right. That means as a young man, 17 years old, he stood for God. And the people in Egypt seen that. You cannot, you don't have to try to make God shine through you. If God's with you, it's going to be the brightest thing in your life. But is God with you? Not too long after this, he was accused. Potiphar's wife seen this young man, and she's like, wow. But Joseph was like, no. <laughs> so she didn't like that, so she accused him. Accused him wrongfully, and he was sent to prison. Let's look in uh, chapter 39, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did the Lord made it to prosper. Our answer 
is not our circumstances or God getting us out of our circumstances. Our answer is having God with us. And if God is with you, who can be against you? If God is with you, what is stopping you? Just knowing that God is with you, you are unstoppable. Knowing that God is with you, there is nothing that bounds you but your lack of faith. When you can call down the power of God on your life, when you got God with you and he's given your blessing from heaven, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Circumstances? No. Betrayal? No. Nothing. Unstoppable. Get God in your life. Get a hold of God. Spend some time with God. Pray down the power of God. Pray with all prayer and supplication. Joseph ended up being second to Pharaoh himself. Amen. Let's go back to Ephesians. Being second to Pharaoh. God, listen, the Bible says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered the heart of man the things which God had prepared. God has prepared for you some special things. Don't let the devil take you out too soon. You will reap, the Bible says, if you faint not, you'll reap. And when you start seeing the fruits, they don't stop. Imagine planting one apple tree and you get one apple off of it. That'd be terrible, terrible. I would cut that thing down and call it no good and then burn it. But let me tell you this, when you plant an apple tree, it just sprouts everywhere. And you don't have to do anything like that. It does it on its own. And once you get a hold of God, and once you get your walk with God, and once you have God's blessing on your life, just everything else just takes its course. God is with you. And you start seeing not one, not two, not 10, not 20, not 30, not 50, but abundance of blessings, more than your heart can even either fathom. For all saints, being a part of church, in verse 19, closing out the armor of God. Thank God that we're together, amen? God has a special place, and he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication, spirit, and watching everyone with all perseverance and supplication for all Saints, that's a church family, amen? Being part of the church, the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Being together, staying together. Being there for one another. There's times, listen, there's times when somebody comes in, they don't say hi to you. And these are the big things in churches. They didn't say hi to me, I'm never talking to them again. Do you know That's when they need you. The devil's eating them up. You can't expect everybody to be perfect 100% of the time. That's a dead Christian. I may come in, you may come in here and I might be angry. I might be furious with a murderous beam in my eye. You say, what's wrong? Nothing. Well, something's wrong. You're right. I'm just having a bad day. Thanks for asking. Thanks for praying. Thanks for your encouragement. I needed you. I needed you to be here today. Amen? We need each other. And there's never going to be a time where you don't need somebody. Never. Never. 
We were looking for the sheep music this morning, me and Kayla. Kayla, she looked through every book. She couldn't find it. I grabbed the one book she looked in, and there it was. She said, I looked for that already. I said, that's why we need each other. We need each other. We're going to close with this. And Paul said, for me, uh, verse 19, that utterance may be given unto me. This is his special request for him, for his calling for God. Do you know your calling of God is going to be perfected here at church? Your purpose, your ministry. There is nothing like having purpose. There was three kinds of men, the Bible says, that went to David. King David's in a cave. What type of king is that? Broke, nowhere to go, on the run. But God brought these three types of people. First, we're in debt. There's always people in debt. No money. Tons of bills, right? Oh, that's always going to happen. The next was discontented. They had no purpose in life. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what they were meant to do. But God brought these men to David. And the last ones were in distress. On the run. From life, from themselves, from whatever. They were distressed. They needed guidance. They needed something in life more than what was going on. And God, out of these men, made Israel what it was going to be. And God, out of us, is going to formulate his kingdom, his will, his masterpiece. To see lives restored, to see people get saved. And you are a part of it as we do it together. This is the full armor of God. From head to toe, from getting up and getting going, this is how you're going to be able to stand in the last days. Now, my question to you, is God with you? Do you have the full armor of God? Reminds me of the helmet of salvation. First piece, helmet of salvation. Put on your head. Are you saved today? Do you know you're saved? This doesn't mean anything if you're not saved. What's saved? Definition goes around a lot, but I'll tell you what, in simplest form. Salvation is the very moment when you get pulled out of the water onto that boat, amen? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter uh, uh, what you did. When a lifeguard comes by, he grips you by the hand and pulls you into that ship. And you're saved. Knowing that that ship can save you. Knowing uh, that you're drowning. And salvation for your soul is just that. Knowing that you're a sinner. And knowing that there's only one Savior. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he came to die on the cross for your sins. So that you don't have to drown and die and go to hell. No, there's one Savior and he's after you. And the Bible says he knocks and he loves you. And the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And if you're in here today in this room 
And you know you need the Savior. You know you've never been born again. You know you've never been pulled out of that water. And it's not about who you are. It's about that you're still drowning in your sin and you need to get pulled out and rescued by the Lord Jesus Christ. This could be your very day. Let's all stand as the piano plays. I want to invite you. Come down to the altar. But first, if you were never born again, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're not saved, and you would like to get saved today, right now, would you like to come? Come down to the altar. Say, Pastor, I want to get saved. I'm going to come. I'm going to come right now. Just slip out of your seat. And I will take somebody to share with you the word of God, how you can know for sure that when you die, you're going to heaven. Don't have any fear. Come down. Come down to the altar. Let God burn in your heart. And be willing for Christ the Savior. Christ came down for you. Would you come down for the Lord? Come on down. I invite you. You would like to get saved. Slip it right out of your pew and come on down. Anybody like that in here? Like to offer an open invitation for anybody who says, Pastor, I need to put on that full armor. I have my ups and downs like everybody, but now it's time for me to arise with the full armor of God and take God with me out my front door so I can be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Anybody like that in here? Let you slip out of your seat. Come on down and pray. Ask God, God, help me with all prayer. Help me, O Lord, whatever's needed. Mercy, O Lord, forgiveness, O God, blessing, O Lord, help, help, Lord, help, help. Maybe that's all you can cry is help. Help. Help, Lord. God will have help. How about restoration? How about need? How about love, comfort, or power? God has it all to give. Would you come down and pray? People are getting the help they need right now. You wonder why some are able to stand and others not? Get the help you need. Get God. Anybody else? I want to at least pray for you. Say, Pastor, I didn't come down, but I know I need Christ. I need to get saved. Would you at least pray for me? You put your hand up and I'll pray for you. Nobody looking. Anybody like that in here? I need to get saved. Amen. I see those hands. I see those hands. You know what? That's a start. But now it's up to you to make the decision. Would you at least stay after service? Take care of that today. Bible says today is the day of salvation or tomorrow you die. We need to get saved.
If you're not saved, would you at least get saved today before you go? Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for all you've done. Thank you, Lord, for offering salvation to us, Lord. If I was in your place, Lord, um, Lord, I wouldn't do it. When people do me wrong or, or rip me off, Lord, I'm immediate, Lord, to turn my back on them and shun them, Lord. Or, but Father, that's how we are. But you're not like that. Your mercy is everlasting and your forgiveness, Lord. You delighteth in mercy, Lord, more, Father, than the judgment. And I pray, oh God, that you'll please have mercy on all of us and help us, Lord. And Lord, as we walk with you, I pray that we'll wind up uh, being able to have mercy on others and forgive others and, and love others, Lord, as you've loved us. Lord, even to the point of loving our enemies. And this shall all men know that you are my disciples when you have love one for another. And oh God, I pray that you would help us all Remind us, Lord, to put on that full armor of God. And thank you, Lord, for providing it for us, Lord, and, and offering it to us so that we're not left alone, Lord, from all the attacks, Lord, around us. I pray you bless, Lord. I pray for those who raised their hand for salvation, Lord, that today will be the most special day of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, God bless you. I pray you have a wonderful and blessed week. And uh, keep safe out there. Pray, uh, pray for each other. Amen. And uh, like to welcome again our visitors. Uh, thank you and God bless you. Amen.